0: Welcome back to Bike Race Weekly. I am your host, Ryan Gerard, and I'm here with my co host, Rick Runewald. All right, so this week uh, we thought we would talk a little less about racing and a little more about fondoing.
1: Is a fondo
0: a race, Ryan? Uh, I think, you know, for the most part, it is not. Okay. But uh, I do appreciate the. Race at the front, party in the back. Kind Fond- of vibes. Fondo has the
1: mullet format of racing. For sure. Yeah, I like
0: I like those kind of. I and mean, most most like gravel rides and fondo rides seem to be kind of that format.
1: Yeah, a lot of overlap there. I I don't know if there's a podium or not, but they do keep scoring and timing. So you have got to call it a race in some regards. But if you look at the back of the field, not even the back of the field, maybe like eighty percent of the field, it is certainly more just a fun day on the bike do you think um,
0: past like the front they should be uh, really even keeping track
1: of time because I have an opinion about this I want to know what your thoughts are well so to put this in context uh, Ryan and I along with uh, your brother Matt and father and uncle yeah right so the the Gerards plus me yep we are doing the race the lake um, in one week. So a week from Sunday, actually, uh, which is like a kind of like the biggest fondo. I would say it's the biggest competitive fondo in Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: it is an event where it is a timed and scored event. So there are it is a race essentially. So they do have you know like they do they do placings. They even do a king of the mountain where I think they give away like a pretty nice chunk of cash at the top of the only climb on the course.
0: I think that they actually have a few different like. Cream type stuff. Yeah. Uh, the big chunk of cash is actually the course record, uh, which okay. I believe right now it's like 27.7 miles per hour.
1: Over an 88 mile course, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. And so
0: if you can beat that course average, you win like $1,000.
1: Yeah, it's pretty impressive.
0: But I believe, like the if you live in Wisconsin, you might have heard of High Cliff Park in. Um, I think it's like Shorewood, Wisconsin, but I mean, you can call it Appleton, Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, and it's a—it's not a huge hill, you know. To be honest, it's not like anything that's of grandeur, but it's a—it's—it's it's a good hill for that area because that area is flat. That being said, uh, they—I think this year they do have like a two hundred dollar kom. Something like that, I guess. I could have yeah. looked it up, but I think it's it's
1: around there. It's like a $200 KOM and
0: QOM.
1: So, yeah, they do put a little bit of money behind this event, and it does make the event a little bit bigger. Um, I think overall, the fact that they put the money behind the event, it still is appealing towards amateurs. I mean, I don't think it changed the amateur experience at all, or I'd say maybe the casual rider experience. But it does bring out some of the higher caliber racers. You get a couple of race teams that come to it. You definitely get some, like, legit, you know, like, Cat 1, Cat 2, Cat 3 roadie types that come yeah, out the, year, the Yeah, I remember last year the front
0: wave was a legi- – it's, it's, it's the, guys, yeah, it's it's the guys you see at normal road yeah. races around so, the state.
1: Yeah, so – to get back, to and and I think for, for the Race the Lake, um, it's definitely worked out for them where they offer a little bit of prize and they make it a little bit competitive and all of a sudden you get this whole new group of people that are willing to come, pay the entry fee, and do the race. And it's funny that you bring up that question, right? Like, should they even care about the, like, should they even score? Should they even do placings, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, if you're organizing the race, you can do whatever you want. But this has kind of been a hot topic Uh, I know specifically cycling tips, actually.
0: I was going to bring up that exact article.
1: Yeah, article and podcast on uh, should uh, these events be made competitive? Should they have a
0: finish line is what they were really talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I mean, I I have like a – I think that's like a bizarre question to ask, and and here's why. And they touch on this in their podcast too. You know – When you look at the spectrum of riders, you've got obviously Cat 1 Elite Pro roadies that show up, and they can win the thing. Like, There's a good chance that they'll be in the top 10, right? And then on the other side of things, you have people that are showing up probably one of their first races or their only race that they might ever do, and to finish the day would be awesome. And those two things can exist between one another without each party having a bad experience like both people have a good time right the the roadie gets to race the the amateur rider gets to kind of hang out so they pose that question should you get rid of finish lines and i I think that's a really silly question i mean well he was
0: one of their arguments was is that it's not like a closed course these are still open courses where i mean technically like a road race around here is still on an open course sure you know but this is like less so. It's it's more of a – it's an open course. You have to let cars by if sure. they're on the road.
1: Sure. And I guess to, to me or to, for my, my opinion, um, I mean if you don't want to race it, don't race it. If you don't like – you know, I know they talked about how like during these gravel races even people are like stringing it out and like putting people in the gutter and like it's getting super aggressive. And like that's fine. Then don't be in the front of the race. Like you can just chill. Like yeah, if you don't, you're not used to you that. Don't, don't you, be up there. You don't. You don't have to be up there. And I know. Uh, I think his name is Marshall Opal the guy that wrote the article. Uh, he actually broke his collarbone in a gravel race. Uh, it got like pretty dicey towards the end of one of the races. I think it was the Oregon Trail uh, gravel grinder, and he actually went down with a couple other riders and broke his collarbone. So pretty bad crash. Um, but he even talked about how like he could have backed off if he wanted to. He could have um, you know, just not gone that hard or with that fast of a group. So, I mean, I, I think for the organizers, if you take away the finish line, you lose a pretty good percentage of those people that show up and they want to race. And if they break their collarbone, I, you can't say that you didn't come to that event and, and without the, the knowledge of, of risk and danger, right? That's what a race is they but again they didn't affect the people at the back of the race. Yeah. So and that's and that's my general thing. If you have an event that's that's like huge and maybe big enough where you can cut off or you can really ch- like try to manipulate like what vibe you want to bring to that race and like say we really can't afford to have people racing this so we're going to make it chill. Like that's fine, but I think there's very few events that are big enough where that's the case.
0: To be honest, I think even casual riders, you know, who like this is like their big event of the year. Yeah. They want to have a finish line. And they want to feel yeah, like they've sure. achieved something.
1: Right, you take away the finish line and you think that affects the front of the race, but it also affects the back of the race too, you know, like some people they come back cuz they want to beat their last year's time. And that's their big thing, right? Like like they it's their measuring stick to how if they're improving as a rider. Um and also, I think even the amateurs, people that don't normally race, they kind of like the idea of lining up against racers mm-hmm. to see how well they fare. To say, oh, I can make it like 20 miles before I, I was popped off the back and I had to do my own race. Or, or yeah, I was able to stick with them the entire day. So, like, maybe I'm pretty good at bike racing.
0: So, before we move on to, like, the actual race and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, since yeah. we're on this topic, I want your opinion on these uh, rules that could get you disqualified. Okay. okay. Uh, so one that sticks out to me is, and this one's bold and
1: underlined. Okay, and what is where is this coming from? Uh, the event. Oh, the info. event. Yeah. Uh, okay. No
0: using arrow bars. Okay,
1: I'd agree with that. That's yeah, a, that's a good rule. You think so? For, for a road event, yes. I think if you want to use it for a gravel event, fine. So Who what? Cares? What do you
0: think is the difference between doing a hundred mile road event versus doing a hundred mile gravel event?
1: Ah, uh, you know, just the speeds are a lot higher and because it's on the roads there's less to break it up so people are closer together at all times so i think it's just more dangerous to to have aero bars on the road in a group unless you have you can't break you know like and you're you're typically a couple inches off the wheel in front of you whereas in a gravel race even though there's maybe like a couple groups it's just less riders
0: see here's my opinion to be honest it's like I would say no triathlon bikes or TT bikes, sure. And no riding in the aero bars if you're with like more than one other person.
1: Sure. Yeah, I think it kind of gets hard to enforce. But Outside I of that,
0: it. like a race, like race the lake, it does get really blown up. Hmm. So I, I say yeah. Let once people are kind of on their own, let them be in aero bars.
1: Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I I think the way I look at events. Is like you can never manufacture an event to be exactly the way you want it to be. If that if that makes any sense at all, Mm -hmm. I think you just kind of set some parameters and people show up and the event turns. If it grows, the people just kind of decide like what it becomes. Like that's Dirty Kansas, right? There were no there were no rules. It's just I think the only rule was that it's unsupported or or self supported or or whatever. So yeah, I think that's kind of it's kind of neat. Like if people want to show up on tri bikes and. Do that kind of thing like who cares I don't
0: know. so here's another one is uh, this will get you disqualified as using any sound devices sound devices
1: um, yeah I mean in theory I kind of I kind of agree with that I guess uh, I don't really I don't think I would enforce it I think I would uh, in, uh, inform people that they shouldn't be using sound devices um, but you know a big part of that race is, is being in such a huge group i'm sure people call things out all the time right well, so if there's like a big pothole or people are yelling you know cars coming because it's on open roads <laughs> right so yeah yeah i i agree with that rule generally
0: so and uh so it's a good rule but playing
1: devil's advocate
0: sure is after about halfway everything pretty much blows up and for a lot of people sure. it becomes a solo ride
1: yeah, and for the and well, yeah, for guess. people
0: that are kind of on their own for the next, you know, some people are doing yeah. that last 45 miles in 3 plus hours. Right. That's a really long time to be by yourself and just yeah. suffer.
1: I'm not a See I, and I agree with you on that for sure. I'm not a big rules fan because I think generally people self-regulate themselves yeah. and others. So like if somebody were to put some headphones in the entire time and they were rolling with a big group I guarantee somebody else would tell them, "Hey, that's really dangerous," or "Hey, you shouldn't yeah. do that." Or that person would maybe pick up on cues like, "Oh, there's nobody else listening to music by me. Maybe I shouldn't do that."
0: Like you're definitely gonna get those people who put it at a softer volume so they can
1: still. Because I mean, right? People that are like, people that are been, like, I would love to have some music, but I don't want to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's people that are rational about it for sure.
0: Scientifically, it's been proven too that when you use things like um, Apple earphones, uh, and you don't blast it. It's actually the same amount of uh, voice or uh, sound canceling as a car. As yeah, like or the wind, to, the wind as, through yeah, your ears, as, right? Or as, as listening to like the radio on your car, trying to hear like other cars and stuff. It's about the same amount of noise dampen- yeah.
1: dampening. Yeah, yeah. So on, on that, like I guess in regards to that. Uh, it's not probably not a bad rule, but I don't think it needs to actually exist, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of a self-regulation thing again. Yes. Yeah, like same if you're thing. doing it like at the very beginning when there is like a group, it's right. like, hey, don't do that. but if you're at mile 55, 60, and you're by yourself, I yeah. don't see like an issue with it as long as you can still hear right like maybe only one earphone. right. yeah, I totally agree. definitely not like noise canceling right like you don't need to be wearing some bows
1: on the bike yeah like something
0: that you know just helps you get through the next three hours by yourself I get it when you're not used to riding three hours in general and you're this is the biggest ride of the year you know totally some people really need that oh yeah for sure alright next one alright um let's see um hmm I think that was about it those are the two big ones Those were the two big ones. Um, I think crossing the center line is a really good rule that people do not follow.
1: I think crossing the center line is something that people think is okay to break. That is one... That's like the number
0: one rule that that (laughs) will get you killed is like crossing the center line.
1: I actually did a group ride this last week. It was the first time I actually went out to to Middleton to the Capital Brewery ride. And I... You know, like there's usually the most rides that I've done. There's a couple people that will cross the center line when it's kind of like chill, like you know when there's when it's flat road or there's no cars. There were people crossing, like getting in the other lane, going over these hills, and I'm like, you are you're gonna die! Like that is the that is the most insane thing that I've that I've ever seen on a ride. Was just like the complete disregard for the center line rule, and the center line rule is not like it's not like in road racing, it's not made to control the size of the road it's like yeah there might be a car coming the other way and if they don't see you and first of all they think that you're riding on one side of the road as is so like you cross the center line and you're not paying attention and they're not paying attention you're gonna die and especially over a hill so I'm a that's I guess the one rule that I really like is the center line rule but again it, like it, it is so hard to enforce and you know like no matter what like people are people are gonna do it
0: you know, one thing that always perplexes me is like how unsafe group rides have become. Yeah, it's like people just blowing stop signs, it's, stop lights. Yeah. I was I did I, a I, uh, the um, the boys and girls club ride. Yeah, and like even on that ride, people just blew through stop yeah. stop lights.
1: Yeah, it's insane. It's just like why would you not just stop? So I did... And like I just said, I did this, this ride. It was the first time I did it. And it was a really fun ride, like super hard ride. But like people were literally like at a three-way intersection, like attacking into corners, into stop signs, and like just railing these corners, like putting a quick glance over their shoulder. And it's like, man, that is like not worth it. Like that no. is just so dumb. And I we were even... I just remember we were coming to like an intersection and I was in, like, there was, like, a couple of people that were up the road, and there was literally two people in our group that, like, punched it across this intersection, two cars had to stop, and this was on, like, a highway in the middle of nowhere, and I, I just thought to myself, like, not only is that, like, dumb, like, you're, you're like, someday that's, like, not going to work, and somebody's going to T-bone you, and you're on a bike, but it's just a bad luck on the ride, like, that's yeah. the biggest thing. If you want to keep doing whatever ride that you're doing locally, like... You've got to obey, obey traffic laws because somebody, if somebody complains enough times, and I remember one of the rides that we used to do, the dock ride in Dowsman I wasn't part of this, but I guess there had, there had been a time where some riders were blowing a stop sign and the cop ticketed people. I think that's how it went. Or, at, mean, least they or at least they followed them back to, to the bike shop. and I like, mean,
0: people get so mad about how much, like, you know... People like you know normal people just driving the car yeah. hates bikers, but it's just, then it's just like, oh yeah, it's cool to just yeah. blow through stop signs. Right. It's just like, no, you you get you have to stop at stop signs. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, why can't you attack during a safe spot? Why do you have to attack when right. other people are s- slowing down to be safe?
1: Or why do you have to rail this corner when? yeah like oh great you get you get to create a gap and like you're you're off the front like sick but like first of all like nobody's happy about that and second of all like you just like risk your life to yeah do something that's like so insignificant
0: literally there's no reward to it yeah it's like congrats you got off the front on a group ride yeah if
1: you sick maybe you even make it back to the bike shop first yeah whoa so cool whoa anyways everybody's
0: th- still gonna think you're a dick.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I think we've ranted enough. We need, we need to get back on topic, uh, which is the actual race that we're doing, and and fondos in general, right? So something that we haven't touched on is we're, we'll talk a little bit about the actual course for the race that we're going to do. Ryan, you've raced it before, right? Yes. It's in uh, Wisconsin, so as you can probably assume, it's largely flat, and there is one significant climb. Yeah. So um, not much of a climb, though, but it's more of a more of a hill.
0: Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about the Overall event first. Yeah. Um, it's a eighty-eight mile event. Uh, there is twelve waves plus a fat tire wave. Oh, I didn't know there's a fat tire wave. Yeah, there's a fat tire Interesting. wave. Interesting. What wave are we in? We are in three. Oh, so we're racing. Ah, uh, we're not racing. Okay. Only wave one is really a race. Oh, okay. But I mean, it's wave three is it's a uh, they say it's a twenty-four mile per hour average, which i I'd, I'd say it's. Probably pretty correct. Yeah. You know, um, I wouldn't say that there's like racers in it. It's just probably fast. Pretty. Yeah. People that just stay in shape for biking. Yeah. Good people you like know. go to the
1: group rides and, you know. I mean, there's
0: like 100 people in each wave. So it's going to be like, you know, when you sit in, like 24 miles per hour it feels like nothing. Yeah. So, and then there, during the 88 miles, there are six rest stops, which oh, okay. are
1: great are we gonna stop at rest stops yeah
0: we'll stop i mean i i don't think we should stop well we we'll, we should stop ha- at halfway
1: oh that's fine i'm cool with halfway honestly during these kind of ro- at halfway, halfway everything blows up afterwards so it does not matter sure i mean i kind of wanted it be nice to like mm-hmm. have a nice chill like just sit in the group, maybe take some pulls through on the front that's kind of but my like, plan is yeah because i know like if you end up stopping a lot so uh, another tip at like a fondest style event if you actually want to go for a time You've got to stay especially a road fondo you've got to stay with a quick group you're not gonna ride by mm-hmm. yourself unless you're off the front in that case kudos um, but you got to stay with like a pretty fast group that works together and you've got to kind of be aware of when that group wants to take a rest stop and typically most, most
0: groups stop at uh, halfway which is at the base of the hill yeah and I mean to be honest like at events like this I want to stop. Yeah. It's not... I, I mean, we're not
1: racing. We're not racing, And no. they have
0: really good rest stops. Yeah,
1: I'm down for that. It would just be nice to, like... I, the thing I like about this is riding with other people. Sure. So, like, as long as we can keep, like, riding with a group of people... Oh, we'll catch and, back
0: on. We'll have no problem catching back on. Yeah, all right, I'm down for that. If then. we stopped for, like, like two minutes, mm-hmm. we will catch back on.
1: Nice. Yeah. Somebody can throw me my, caught, my fresh camelback. Yeah, and, I caught back
0: on to our group, like, soloing by myself. Yeah. But, again, like... We passed probably at least half the group by the time we got up to the group. Wow! Like it, like like I said, it blows up. Yeah. After like half after halfway, it blows up. Okay, so not too worried about it then. And then after that, honestly, I say we just stop at every single one, if not to just fill up, like water bottles. Yeah, I'm down for that. Grab food.
1: Like to be honest, I want to enjoy this. Oh yeah, I just I don't I'm not doing this event to have like a sufferfest on the bike. No. Fondo events, if you're if you're in shape too and you're not going for a time, it should pretty much just be fun. Yeah. Like you should just enjoy it. It's like basically being able to do an eighty eight mile ride with somebody carrying snacks for you.
0: Yeah, honestly that's what it is, is people carrying snacks it's for just you. Just a lot of snacks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Alright, so we're doing so we're doing this ride. We're we're stopping at maybe the the halfway rest stop. Half and, one then, and then maybe wherever's the got good snacks after yeah. that. There's yeah. there's only
0: um, three more after that so maybe we'll stop at one or two of them
1: so you mentioned this climb high cliff climb high cliff point um high cliff park high cliff high High cliff Cliff park so that's and that's a pretty not it's not a very big climb
0: everybody always talks about it being just this massive steep climb for wisconsin maybe for for wisconsin maybe i would i would definitely say blue mounds is way harder
1: yeah blue mounds yeah blue mounds is probably the the hilliest part or parts of the mm, state
0: It's it's way easier than Blue Mountains Alright, not worry it's, about it then It's sh- it's not that long It's like a I would probably put it at Maybe a half mile Okay, oh, yeah, that's pretty short It's pretty short yeah. And it's really not that steep
1: Alright, so we get over that climb And it's pan flat Pan flat on the way yeah, back Yeah, it's pan flat all the way there Pan flat all the way back Cool Yeah, this sounds pretty fun I'm not gonna lie I'm looking forward to, to this ride
0: And it's supposed to be Like amazing weather Right now it's supposed to be Like 75 with 5 mile per hour winds Ooh Tailwind? Well, it does. We go north and south, so
1: oh, it's crosswind.
0: Pretty much, yeah,
1: crosswind. Hopefully, Ooh, you're gonna gutter that group we're with. Right, right. No, we're we're having fun.
0: Actually, to be yeah. honest, I at last year, um, because I like peaked for the following weekend, so I was feeling really good for this race. Yeah, I think I pulled for the first ten miles. Oh, Just, really? And honestly, I'm I like felt the front
1: great. of the entire group. It was like
0: I. That's how I warmed up. Warmed up. Yeah, oh, at yeah. the front at uh, the front of the group I just like set the entire the pace.
1: thing, the entire race.
0: For ten miles for the first ten miles I okay. just pulled.
1: On the front of the race. Of uh, the
0: not it's not a race.
1: No 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 the front of everybody though. Of the wave. Oh the wave. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: And like I felt great after it. Yeah. Like I warmed up my legs and stuff. It felt amazing. Yeah. And then I sat in the rest of the time. <laughs> nice. It was kind of funny because like I set the pace and like I was cruising at like 23 miles per hour. That's pretty and then good. everybody after that just wanted to maintain that. So I just kind of fell back and yeah. just kind of hung out. Very,
1: and everybody else drilled we, it for just drilled it. Wow. Did people just were people just like blowing up off the Like I line? said
0: after halfway people just blew up.
1: That's funny. And you can like you can that happens too. Like you've got to keep eating on these. I think a lot of people don't realize how much you have to eat. Yeah, you have on to these eat events. a lot. Yeah, especially if you're going pretty hard, you've got to like basically be if you're not doing a hard day, you could probably get by with having a couple snacks throughout the day. I'm on the uh, like ideal that after like a ride like this, you shouldn't be hungry. Yeah, totally, totally. You'll recover better. You, you should too. be able You'll to recover yeah. better. You should yeah. be able
0: to be fine with like you know a normal meal and like a, a protein shake.
1: Agreed. Like you yeah. should not be hungry. at You the shouldn't end of this. have to like eat an entire pizza. Yeah. You should be like I. That's like my favorite part about long rides is like I bring all my favorite snacks. And then I'm just like, oh, like an hour passed. Like, what am I going to eat now? Mm -hmm. What am I going to eat now? And I don't feel guilty about it because just like what you said, like I get off the bike. I feel good. I feel like I'm not like depleted. And then I go have like a normal meal. Yeah. You know, I used to do the thing where I'd have like just enough food to get me through the ride. And then I would just be so trash that I'd want to go eat like an entire pizza or like yeah. six cheeseburgers. If you
0: want to know what, because uh, like what I plan on doing is bringing probably one gel with me and three cliff bars. Mm-hmm. And I'll do one cliff bar per hour. Yeah. And then the last, after uh, the high cliff uh, hill, like halfway, that's like exactly halfway. Yeah. I'm going to do a cliff bar and probably a gel every hour
1: i was maybe even gonna bring a sandwich if we're not going that hard no, i'm not gonna get, bring a sandwich they yeah. have plenty of food all right they have so, so much yeah, food so yeah to your point i'll probably so because we don't need to um like fully stock all of our food like we don't need to bring enough food for for 88 miles no. so i'm i'm kind of probably do the same thing that you did like some gels little cliff bar and then when we stop i'll, I'll refill my snack my uh my snack haul.
0: yeah and they have bathrooms too, like yeah. at every single rest stop. Nice. So like just chug water. Yeah. That's another thing is be well hydrated. For sure. You know, especially yeah. electrolytes. Make sure you I'm gonna have always have one bottle of electrolytes, one bottle of water. Yeah. You know?
1: So Ryan, I wanna phrase a question to you or propose a question. If you let's say well, we already put out how we're gonna race this event. Right? We're going chill, gonna have a fun day. Let's say you are coming back to this event and you want a good time, or let's say maybe you even want to contend for the wind, how does that change the way that you race a fondo style event? Uh so if or if we are were doing we, ro- a road fondo specifically.
0: Okay. So if we were to say we're not we're not going to have uh I'm not gonna have fun. Yeah, we're not gonna have fun. <laughs> we're gonna be at the front wave. Yeah. Uh completely changes it. No stopping at the rest stops and that's hard because you have to have someone feed you. So you you got to, well,
1: you've got to bring. So if you're going, if they're going really fast over 88 miles, I'd imagine that probably takes somewhere between three and four hours. Yeah, right around there is going to be where right, you finish. Yeah, right around between three and four hours. So you've got to have enough nutrition. You have because to have that front of the person. front of the race is definitely not stopping. No, they're definitely not. So you not. need to have either you need to put three bottles on you. I would actually say if you could like put. Because the first part of the race is easy. It's pretty easy until you get to High Point Cliff, if I understand. High Cliff. High Cliff, sorry. So you got to go through like two bottles before you get to High Cliff, and then you've got two bottles on your bike. And then you got to have all that food with you too. So people will like t- like uh, do gels to the top tube. They'll do nutrition like in their saddlebags or whatever just to like have extra space to carry stuff. Um, and then also too, it's pretty important if it, if it were to be a hot day – to like spray yourself down and like try to cool off, um, and also try to conserve energy. Yeah, like, to be honest,
0: like I don't really know what I would do. I mean, I'm gonna try to imagine like if I didn't have a feed zone person. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. I would do. I
1: think I'd prioritize bottles.
0: Bottles, for sure. Yeah, you bottles. gotta you gotta somehow put like four bottles on you. Four
1: bottles. You gotta put four bottles on you. Probably you have a
0: feed. Yeah, probably put um, four bottles on me. Yep. Uh, two small bottles at least in the back pockets, and then fill my middle pocket with food. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'd bring, I would still bring even like a saddle bag with me. Yeah. And, and just
1: to have tools and stuff. For sure, and it's it's a it's a flat race for the most part. So yeah. like, as long as you can get over that, and from what I understand, it's not it, the hill is hard, but it's not big enough to where it really makes a difference. Like go, it, it all comes back so together. Quick. It all it's comes back so together. Yeah. And if you're going with the fast group, but let's say that you're not let's say you're not with a very front wave but maybe you're with like wave two or wave three and you're trying to like beat your time that you got last year um i generally recommend figure out what the mood of the group you are yeah you're with mm-hmm. um you know work together and like try to understand a pace that you're going to be able to do all day and yeah. if you're not able to like sustain that pace you should drop back to a different group mm-hmm. uh or tell them be like hey we're going kind of hard like either we got to slow down or i got to Yeah. Um,
0: or skip pulls. Or skip, Just tell them, hey, pulls, I can't hole. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm blown up right now, so just sit down. Right, on.
1: right. And then see what they do too. Like if you're not racing for the win, you might, guys might be cool stopping with a rest break or two. Yeah. You know, especially if you, you, can you know, that's probably going to be a smaller be, group to stop. Yeah, that's probably going to be a longer day. So you're probably looking at four to four and a half hours, four, I'd maybe say, five yeah, hours. Four to four and a
0: half is probably a, um, a yeah. wave two, like a fast wave two group. Yeah. Four and a half is going to probably, I'm guessing we'll come in at about four and a half. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll probably do about four and a half.
0: I think last year we averaged just over like 21. Okay. So I'm guessing we'll average around 21, 22 this time. Sounds about
1: right. So yeah, just kind of like figure out like what, what group you fit into. Eat, drink, kind of like the stuff we just talked about. Um, if you've got extra water too, like just spray yourself down. Like keep yeah. cool. Like If you're outside you
0: of uh, wave three or four you know
1: a lot of smaller groups
0: probably yeah you know yeah. you can get away with just stopping at a few rest stops because especially if you're not like if you're not used to riding at that pace in a group for that long you need to focus on food oh it yeah. should be your, you will Number you will one. stop at a, uh, a rest stop early and think man i'm never going to see those people and i guarantee you would beat 90 percent of them just by stopping and feeding yeah. yourself and you should
1: never be hungry like, you should not be like, hungry. Think about it. Think about this. Like you're riding through lunch. You know, how, how early does it start? Like five forty-five. Oh, five forty-five. Yeah. So you, you probably can't eat a ton of breakfast. You know, like no. being that early in the morning. So you got to think like I got to make up for the lack of breakfast I ate, and also like you know you're probably gonna be. Riding close to lunch, maybe through lunch. If you are coming, you are done LA, before like,
0: like ten thirty.
1: Oh, okay. Well, anyways, but you should still just be thinking about that. Like, yeah. I basically skipped a meal, so I need to make up for yeah. that. Plus, I need to keep eating, eating, eating. I think it's pretty hard to overeat unless you are eating like yeah, you know, more than it's going really to yeah. be really calories tough to an hour. More than five hundred calories an hour. Right. More than that, you probably need to back off. Yeah. But also, yeah, if you are if you are feeling full, like you could probably back off.
0: Yeah. So if you're, if you're feeling hungry, you've waited too long. Same thing with being thirsty. You've waited too long if you're thirsty.
1: Yeah. So Leadville, the Leadville 100 mountain bike race was this past weekend. Yeah. And that I would call that a Fondo style mountain bike race. Yeah, definitely. It's not terribly technical. It's giant mass start. Um, and during the race, somebody every year, and I guess this has been going on for a while, protests the race. They don't like it so they I heard about ta- this they throw tax onto the course the, the course yeah so has it, th- does that happen with this race Is there no. any, any tax on the course no of course not no. there's
0: so there's so many police
1: officers and stuff too yeah that it's harder for a road event for sure. yeah definitely
0: harder for a road event yeah but so most people are like there's there's actually a lot of people that just hang out outside all day and like go woo go
1: yeah <laughs> that's pretty cool um yeah i thought that was i thought that was kind of crazy like i guess some of like the people that were supposed to win the race got taxed on their tires yeah a lot of pros will get it because the the
0: front of the group are the ones who
1: get most of it right right because they go through first Mm -hmm. yeah exactly so that's that's pretty unfortunate but that's a huge race there's I had hundreds, thousands of mountain bikers. Uh,
0: I think it. I think it actually stops at like the the lottery stops at like a thousand or
1: That's, five, still, that's yeah. still a huge like amount. It's either five hundred or a thousand. So with fondo style events, and I'd consider Leadville a Fondo, mass start mountain bike events. You know, I kind of put in that same category, even though they're raced on different bikes. Uh, everybody always touts that these are the future of cycling, so along with what we're going to be doing. Right, the the race of Lake that style is the future of racing. What do you think about that? Is our fondos the future of racing? Our gravel races, is is the future gravel? Is it on dirt, or I think, or do you think traditional road racing is still going to hold a place? Is maybe just um,
0: yeah, I, I think, think road racing is already you know out the back end. Oh yeah, I think crit racing is kind of in in it right now and almost starting in it like that's kind of what is exciting people and actually i feel like that's starting to kind of drift to the back end yeah and i think um events where it's more like pretty much it's it's uh it's it's more fun for casual people to do is the future it's kind of i think this is you know bike bike events is kind of like technology it's going to move and it's going to change, evolve it's look and change. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you can change with the times or you
1: can kind of be that guy always saying, and back in my day, yeah. you know, I, I kind of hate like the argument. People always talk about this, oh, road is dead. It's like, not really. It's just different. It's just like, different. Yeah. You know, like you're not going to, yeah, crit racing is not as big as, and like, you know, even amateur road racing. Not as big as it was like 20 years ago.
0: They don't have super week anymore. There's no super week. But nobody wants
1: to race a 60 mile crit. It's like surprise, surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, people, I think that's the appealing thing about crit racing is it's fast, it's quick, it's convenient. You don't need a ton of hours to train for it. You know, like you can probably get by doing like, you know, six hours a week or five hours a week and still like, you know, finish with the field. It's It's like your casual, you know, get out there and do it kind of race. You're not going to be gone all day. You can go back and hang out with the family after it's done. Yeah, I Whereas think if like, you
0: want people to one thing show up and also for there to be prize money, it can't just be a, a pro event. It has to be right. a, like a casual event. And different I'm with with the, yeah,
1: you know, race at the front, party at the back. And different people like different things too. Some people love this format where it is a long day on the bike. The fatigue is like you know very. Uh, uh, gradual and and you're just kind of like super social too if you can be whereas some people like the fast hard short races yeah i think it just depends like you know i think that's the thing about bike racing more than ever there's just more options you like, know, like how are you supposed i can to race into, my bike so many different ways
0: yeah how are you supposed to get into bike racing though if you're a 35 year old with you know two kids under five years old it's like you're not going to Jump into a crit race when people are like, "Oh, you crash all the time." You're like, "Hell no, I'm not doing that." So, like maybe mountain biking and cyclocross, it's a lot more enticing. But doing like a Fondo event like this is going to be probably where you think it's, it's perfect. It's
1: the entry point at the yeah. least, right? So, you listen to the Trainer Road podcast. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the podcast too. Uh, one of their and we're not trying to push people away from our podcast, but we do like their podcast. One of the hosts on that show recently did the Leadville 100 mountain bike race. And he actually remarked that it was the most dangerous race that he's ever done, which I thought was really interesting. That was interesting, yeah. And not because it's technical. And this is the question that I want to pose to you. People always talk about traditional road racing being extremely dangerous. But personally, I think that they are relatively equally dangerous. Mm -hmm. I've known a lot of people that have crashed in Fondos and crashed in Mass Start events because you get a lot of people that are not used to racing close to other people, and it's maybe one of their first races of the year. And the gun goes off, and everybody's excited, and they're crammed together. Whereas when you go to a crit, the danger is in the aggression and the cornering, right? But it's kind of understood that this is a dangerous event. Like people go into it knowing, like, oh yeah, like this is definitely not a safe thing to be doing. So you maybe there's a, a little extra, uh, you know, consciousness of safety. So that's my general thought. I don't, think, I don't think any one racing discipline is inherently safer than the other. I think you probably crash more to a crit. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you that. But I don't, I don't think you're immune from crashing in these other races. I
0: think at that point, uh, it's up to the race organizers to kind of set the, the – um, kind of to guide everyone, say, like, hey, if you are not used to this, you know, back off a little bit. Be a little bit safer, you know? Yeah. Uh, allow the, the racers to govern themselves. They don't need to be told, like, you know, be careful in the group because they're used to it. The people in the back need to be told, like, it's okay if you don't keep up with the front group. Go at your pace, be safe. It's hard, to tell, it's
1: hard to tell everybody that, though. You know what I mean? It's like.
0: I think it's just the preference, you know, or the, yeah. uh, you know, just setting that standard where it's like, you don't have to race this. You know, yeah. if, if you're not like, just say like, if you're not in the top 50, you don't have to race it Yeah. You well, know, There's or no or just, prize just,
1: for 65th place. Yeah. You know, it's just your, it's just your pride. That's true. But people will always race for 65th place.
0: Well, absolutely. But you know, it's once you, but after that, and when you tell people like you have to be safe, you know, if you're not used to this, mm-hmm. then it does become, that's your fault if you chose to do that. We told you, don't do that. Well, yeah. If you continue to do it, then that's on you. That's true. That's a good point. So I think that's kind of how you do it. But, I mean, if you don't, when when people just show up to that, they think,
1: I need to be with this group, obviously.
0: Oh, yeah. I see what
1: you're saying. Yeah. You've got, yeah. People think that they all have to fight. So I think, yeah. I
0: think you have to set a standard. You know, let the racers govern themselves. They don't Mm -hmm. need to be told. But the people who are, are new to this, they do need to be told. Yep. I agree with that. You know, they need to be, you know. Taught how to do these kind informed. of events.
1: Yeah. Well, we're getting close to like 40 minutes. Is oh, there okay. any last thoughts you had? Last thoughts? Not really. I think we pretty much covered everything that we want to talk about Talk about with Fondos. I'm super excited for this race. If anybody else that's listening to this podcast is doing the race, uh, feel free to ride with us. Say hi. We're going to be having fun. So yeah, if you guys – As long you as you're not at to... the front of the race.
0: Yeah, shoot us a Facebook message. Let Facebook us know if message. you want to ride with us. We will give you the details. Give you the details. You know? Maybe we'll even podcast on the ride. Maybe even podcast we, on the ride. We can do that. We now. can do that now. Yeah. that's right. We have the technology. Yeah. All right. Well, we're so- going to be the guys with arrow bars and you know uh, noise
1: canceling headphones. That's how you get the game correct. Yeah. All right. Well, Ryan, how can people find us on the social medias?
0: Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Bike Race Weekly. You can also find us on any podcast site or app. Um, The most popular ones would be uh, Stitcher, iTunes, and uh, Spotify. That's right. Uh, Besides, I think that's
1: pretty much it. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you're at Race the Lake, we'll see you out there. And for all y'all other people listening, see you next time.